Hello, everybody. Welcome to episode 28 of The Ramblings of an Insomniac. Excuse my voice. Um, it's been a long couple of, well, it's been a long life, but my voice is a combination of allergies and exhaustion and just ugh, so crying and all kinds of stuff. So excuse my voice. I am losing it. At any rate, episode 28 of The Ramblings of an Insomniac. I am Courtney Perry. Thank you so much if you're listening. So, as per the usual, I'm going to get right down to it. Although I am outside right now, and it is, oh gosh, almost one o'clock in the morning, and I am being eaten alive by mosquitoes. Those little rat bastards. Man. Anyways, um, they think I am just apparently awesome because they will not leave me alone. Anyway, so I am outside. It's one o'clock in the morning and it is perfect outside. It feels like it's about 70 degrees. It feels amazing. Slight little breeze. It's pretty great. Um, not, well, I was going to say not a cloud in the sky, but I think it's a little, maybe a couple clouds actually, but it's beautiful. Um, I can hear the horses next door, a little bit of the sound of the winds, like rustling, you know, the wind rustling through the trees. It's just quite the perfect setting. So I thought, hey, I can't sleep. And the whole premise of this podcast is the ramblings of an insomniac. And since I am having one of those moments where I'm, I've been up for, let's see, 21 hours right now. Yes, 21 hours without sleep. And um, I don't know if it's the exhaustion. <clears throat> I don't know if it's the exhaustion. I don't know if it's just a combination of the fact that I haven't really grieved, I guess, properly <laughs> over my mom. I don't know if it's a combination of just stress and also being excited and so overwhelmed with joy about my grandson being here. Um, I Like I said, I haven't got to meet him yet, but I will get to hopefully um, at the beginning part of August. So I just have such a combination of feelings going on. I'm feeling all the feels that's keeping me up. And it was kind of funny because a lot of times when I can't sleep, I do kind of all the things you're not supposed to do. When I'm having one of my moments where I'm doing all the things I'm not supposed to do. But um, I was perusing through Netflix and I noticed that because of it went by the shows that I've watched and the things that I've said I've liked, it popped up a lot of 80s TV, a lot of 80s nostalgia TV. And it's kind of funny because whenever I'm feeling kind of bummed out or, or just not even necessarily bummed out. I think just overwhelmed with different feelings. Like I said, I'm not feeling bummed out. I'm feeling bummed out and happy and stressed and good all at the same time. It's odd. But anyway, when I'm feeling these ways, a certain way, I want something that feels comforting, obviously. So then I think of things that obviously bring me happiness and joy. So nostalgic things. And it pops up a lot of shows that I watched when I was a kid. 
Um, I was born in the 70s, but I was an 80s kid because I was born in 74. So the majority of my time was in the 80s. And I loved, um, well, my life sucked as a whole in the 80s. However, (laughs) I also have some good memories. And I love the shows that were on in the 80s. They were just the best. And I saw that there's some people from other countries listening. And I think that's freaking awesome. I I just think that's awesome. So if you're from another country and you're not familiar with a lot of the 80s TV shows that we have here in the States, if you can watch them, watch them because they're a great combination of super cheesy yet just make you feel good because they're just so cheesy and so corny that you just can't help but like it. And so, you know... Shows like Perfect Strangers and Family Ties and Growing Pains and ALF and shows like Major Dad and that's the one that came on was Major Dad and it just kind of cracked me up because I completely forgot about that show. Totally forgot about that show and I was like, oh my God. And that's what made me stop and go, whoa, memories. So I just got to thinking of, and then my son out of the blue before all of this earlier was listening to 80s music and he was like, hey, mom. And he proceeded to put on that song. I'm pr- I, I'm very sorry because I'm going to totally, it's 99 Red Balloons, but I think it's a German group and it was like 99 Luft Balloons. I probably totally said that wrong, but 99 Red Balloons. And I was like, oh my God, again, nostalgia, crazy. <clears throat> and we started to listen to 80s music. And then I think that's also why on Netflix, it when it popped it up, I was like, okay. 80s themed uh, pity party slash crazy party it is. Love it. Um, And I kind of noticed that. I was like, like I said in one of my earlier podcasts, 80s theme assisted living. It's going to be hilarious. We're going to be a bunch of elderly people that are listening to 80s music like Push It, you know, Salt and Peppa and Tone Loke. And then we're also going to be listening to people like Eminem and Pink. And so it'll just be a hilarious and MC Hammer and and Vogue and Michael Jackson. And so it'll just be kind of, I think, the best assisted living memory care, if that's where I go, if I'm not going there, if I'm staying wherever I get end up. But if there are still assisted living and memory care places when I'm older, I think it'll be hilarious to listen to the music that is being played because whenever I've worked in those facilities and those type of facilities, we always put on CDs. This is, you know, back when CDs were played um, that were, you know, from like their genre, from their time Um, music that um, was from whatever period of time that, you know, so a lot of them forties and fifties. And so, um, and 30s and 20s. I mean, I there's people there anywhere from, you know, 70 up to we had a lady that was 105. So we try to play music that they like. And if they want to listen to Eminem, then hey, if they want to listen to, you know, some Megan Trainer, great. I'm not saying you have to listen to the genre that you or the types of music that you grew up in because I listen to music from the 20s, 40s, 50s, all throughout. I love hip hop. I love rap. I love country. I love jazz. I love indie. I love folk. So I love everything. I genuinely love everything just depending on my mode. 
But I think it's funny if, you know, you go to a memory care facility and they're like, listen to Eminem. I just would think that'd be fantastic. That'd be so great. But I digress, as I do. Got to watching Major Dad. Total trip. I was like, holy forking shirt balls. Um, shout out to Kirsten Bell. I use that all the time. Um, but anyways, I really, really forgot about that show. And then I started watching it and I'm like, that's funny. I forgot how much I liked it. But in one of the episodes, they got married. And I do not know what the heck it is about freaking weddings, but I am one of those. I'm one of those that cries. I don't care if I know the person or don't know the person. I cry at weddings. I cry when they're fake weddings on TV. I do not know what my deal is. And the funny thing is, with my background being the way that it is, it's not that I think of weddings It's bizarre because I don't even really think of weddings as being a happy occasion. I don't think of marriage as being a happy occasion um, because of just my my, um, growing up and stuff. And so, but for whatever reason, anybody, it could be on TV, it could be someone else's wedding and weddings just make me cry. If I watch them, I cry. And I'm not saying I like ball like a baby. Sometimes I do, depending on who's getting married, but I will shed a tear. And then this damn flippin' Um, episode, they get married. And it sent me into this crying fit. And I'm bawling like with bubbles coming out my nose, ugly crying, the whole thing. And then I'm like, what is my problem right now? This cannot obviously be over this damn wedding that's not even actually happening. It's fake wedding. What is my problem? Clearly something else is up. And then that opened the floodgates to everything that's been bothering me. And everything that I didn't, I knew that was bothering me, but I didn't realize how much. And the, I think, serious, I I want to say PTSD, but I don't want to use that term lightly because I'm not trying to make light of it. But at the same time, I genuinely think I have PTSD over the situation with everything that happened with my mom um, and being kept away from her. And, and like I said, listening to her phone calls when she would call and beg me and beg me to come and get her, wasn't understanding why I couldn't come get her and she was losing her memory and just all the time we lost and everything that I'd heard and just things I would not wish on anybody that I had to hear and that she had to go through. My poor mom had to be alone, just sitting there all by herself alone in the most vulnerable stage of your life when you should never be alone. Nobody should be alone and nobody should die alone and nobody should sit for over a year, basically in a corner, a dark corner with only the TV to the point that she started thinking the people on TV were real because that's all she had to talk to. My mom only had characters on TV to to keep her company. And then the caregivers that would come in about three times, maybe three times. Um, and the fact that when I finally was able to see her, she was filthy, not cared for. Um, and I was kept away from her, so I didn't know. 
And the fact that when my mom could use the phone, she, like I said, would call me at all hours, all the time, crying in hysterics because she was scared. Because she was scared to death that she was dying and that she wasn't going to see her grandchildren or her daughter again. Scared that she had to die alone. And then she got to the point where she just thought I wasn't coming to see her because I didn't love her. And she would sit in her own filth and be alone. And then she got to the point where she couldn't use her phone. And my mom's never been able to use internet. She's never been internet savvy savvy at all. Never been tech savvy at all. She got to the point where she couldn't use her phone. So we had to get her an, um, an old school cell phone that had bigger buttons, plug in our numbers. She could use that for a while and then couldn't use that. And then I was still being kept away from her. And again, um, out of the year and a half she was there, I probably got to see her, if you total all the days together, This all the days together, I probably got to see her for um, four months out of that year and a half. And it's just not okay. And so that sent me into that whole thing and crying and crying over the fact that I miss my mom and out of all the turmoil that my mom and I have ever had and all the ups and downs that we've had and I still miss my mom, you know, I feel like it doesn't really matter what you had going on, you know, my dad, my real biological dad didn't know him and that was a whole long story, but I still cared when he died. Well, my mom and I did get along very, very well. The problem was we also fought really well. We did both with passion. (laughs) We loved and we argued with passion. And, you know, regardless of what your relationship is with your family, you miss them when, when they're gone. And whether it's that you just miss what you didn't have. So you miss them because you miss what you wish you could have had when they were around, or you miss them because you genuinely miss them or both. Because It's not a cookie cutter thing. It's not a black and white thing. When someone passes and how you grieve, it's just different for everybody. And it's not, there's no correct thing, I feel like. Um, And then again, everything going on with my family and just in general has been a lot. So I've been like in this weird roller coaster and then going on 21 hours of being up and working long hours and stuff. That's why my voice is shot because I've also been working really long hours. So um, I think I'm emotional, but also been keeping a lot in. So I hope people out there know that, you know, whenever people are like, oh, time, time will heal. I think people just say that because they don't know what else to say Um, because time doesn't heal. I think time just helps you learn how to cope. You know, I think time helps you learn how to cope, but it doesn't heal, I feel like. It may make you learn to understand. It may make you learn to see things differently. It may make you understand things in a different way or miss things or whatever, but or appreciate things more. But I don't feel like it heals you necessarily. I guess if those things combined, maybe if those things are healing. I don't know. Um, I just think it helps you cope. I think time helps you cope or fall apart. It also does that. It also makes you not be able to cope at all. 
and you fall apart. You know, um, I, I'm learning as I go. I think we are all technically learning as we go because none of us have done this before. Well, depending on your religion, depending on your religion and what you believe, maybe you maybe you have done this before. Maybe you've done this life or a different life before. Maybe this is your third, fifth, tenth life. I don't know. So I personally have never done this before unless it's been in a past life. But this Courtney, this me, I'm learning. I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know how to grieve prof- properly for every time someone grieves because, I mean, every time someone passes because whenever someone passes, it's somebody new. And so it's going to maybe affect me differently and there's going to be new things going on. So it's never, I think, this textbook thing that you have to grieve a certain way. And just like I don't think it's a textbook thing to be a parent a certain way or be a teacher a certain way or be a policeman in a certain way or, you know, a pastor a certain way. I think we all kind of have these expectations of humans. And I think we should have expectations as in you should be expected to be respectful, to treat others um, respectfully and to value other people and listen to other people and hear other people But I also mean, I don't think that we should set these standards that are so high. And then if God forbid someone makes a mistake, we crucify them. Um, I think that there should be accountability. I think accountability is 100% something should take more, should have more of. Nobody seems to be accountable for anything anymore. And I think there should be consequences. But I also think that not everything has to be harsh consequences or this... um, scary, horrible um, consequence. It could be something, I think the punishment should fit the crime, basically. At the same time, you know, like I said, we're all learning as we go. And so we just need to figure out how to get along and coexist without crucifying one another every time we accidentally, you know, slam on our brakes or accidentally um, I mean, granted, if you're driving while uh, not watching the road because you're not paying attention to the road because you're like on your cell phone, then that's kind of on you. But I'm just saying, we all make mistakes and I think we all need to get off our high horses. So we're all way, all we all have our heads so far crammed up our own butts and we're on such a gigantic high horse lately. And I don't know who we all think we are because, again, we've all only been on this in this particular body. No matter what your religion is, in this particular body that you're in at this particular time, we've all only done this once. So we don't know what the fuck we're doing. And sometimes we're going to do it wrong. Sometimes we're going to really, really screw up. And then sometimes we're going to nail it. And we're going to be like, yes, nailed it. And then other times it'll be, you know, a little little in between. But like, I think we all just kind of need to back off a little bit, give that, you know, two car lengths apart, you know. And before we speak, maybe take a second and like listen to it in our brain and be like, hey, are we being narcissistic? Are we acting like the sun and the moon revolves around us? 
Um, are we listening to what someone else has to say? Or are we just busy thinking of what we're going to say while they're talking? So we're not listening. We're just thinking of what they're going to say so that we could have a rebuttal. So I've been up, not able to sleep because I've been thinking about my mom, because I've been thinking about my son, and because I've been thinking about how happy I am about my grandson and that I can't wait to meet him because you guys, he is just, of course, everybody says this and everybody says, oh, everybody says this, but I'm going to be another one that says it. I'm going to add to the people and the grandmas out there that say it. He is hands down the most adorable, flipping adorable grandson ever. And his name is just the best. And I don't want to say it because I don't know how many people, you know, I'm supposed to tell. So I'm not giving out a lot of stuff on that. But I just think he's the most adorable guy. So that's been really, thankfully, keeping me not um, totally crazy and kind of keeping me grounded And holy cow, you guys, something just flew over my head that was not a bat. It didn't swoop. It flew in this really super duper bizarre way. What in the heck is, what is that? Okay. There is a thing that is flying over that is like ginormous, but like not a bird or a bat. Anyway, okay. So. I just wanted to let you know that when I say ramblings of an insomniac, I literally mean it is now, what, one ten in the morning, and I cannot sleep, and I really do think of 101 things that just cross my mind, or I obsess on one thing. Like, the other thing I was thinking was, why the heck is prostitution illegal? Out of the blue, randomly, out of thinking of all this sad stuff and happy stuff and serious stuff, all of a sudden, somehow mixed in there was, why the heck is prostitution illegal? And what I mean by that is, (laughs) this is what I mean by that. You can be a person who goes out and sleeps with many people, and that is considered okay. People might think that you're, you know promiscuous or it might think that you're a player or whatever, but it's legal. It's legal to, you know, if I wanted to go out right now and sleep with 10 people and not take money, I would be allowed legally to do that. As long as, of course, consenting. I'm saying consenting adults. I'm saying, you know, the whole thing. Yet, what I would not be allowed to do is go out and sleep with those exact 10 people and take any amount of money from them for doing so. Or they couldn't, I mean, they couldn't give me, they could not pay me. I wouldn't be allowed to accept any money. And here's why I have a problem with that. There's really no difference. And if people are like, well, it's unsafe. Well, sure, it's already unsafe. It's already to sleep with someone that you don't know. If you don't know someone, it's even it's even unsafe to sleep with someone that you do know for many reasons. But If it's two consenting adults, you both consent. Um, I don't see the difference between two people that are consenting adults um, saying, hey, let's have sex. And then those same consenting adults saying, hey, let's have sex. And then um, one of them gets paid for doing that. 
And the reason that, of course, our government has a problem with it, this is my thought, of course, I don't know this as fact, but my opinion is that they aren't making money off of it. If they were making money off of it, then they'd be perfectly okay with it. And they keep saying safety. And I'm like, yet it's, you allow many other things that aren't safe. I mean, people are like, oh, then people will just go around and they'll start getting money for sleeping around. And I'm like, so what, really? I don't do, would I do that? No. Do I think that's strange to do? Whatever floats your boat. I don't care as long as, again, as long as it's two consenting adults. But there are risks. Of course, there are risks. There's risks with sleeping with someone that you do know. There are risks with sleeping with someone and not taking money. So there are many risks with both of those things. So I don't know why. And then when they become an escort, apparently you're just a fancy hooker. Um, and by fancy, it just means you charge more. I don't know, but you know, and you dress a little nicer. So those are okay with politicians and that's okay. But because they cost more and you know, they're escorts quote, quote, you know? So anyways, that was a random thought that popped in with all of my other thoughts that just popped in, made no sense, didn't go with the theme of my brain at the time, but I saw something on a commercial that reminded me somehow of prostitution because, again, my brain goes in like a 100,000 different directions. And then that commercial made me start thinking of um, prostitution, and then that's where my brain went. So these are the things that literally keep me up at night. And I figured, well, I'm going to let people know that when I say ramblings of an insomniac, I've been rambling now for quite a while in the middle of the night because I can't sleep about a hundred different things. So if you're still listening, I appreciate it. Thank you so much. And, you know, I can't guarantee that these are going to get any better. I can't guarantee that they're going to get um, any less. Well, I can't guarantee that the quality is going to get better. But you know what? I'm going to continue doing what I'm doing. I'm going to have my son, both of my sons on. I'm going to have people talking, still working on some things, still trying to get the kinks worked out. And like I said, I'm not going to promise things because um, as discussed, I have to just do it. If I talk about it, mm -mm. but although I cannot guarantee that, you know, you'll find me any more interesting the next time you turn in. Maybe you'll be bored and maybe you're not finding me interesting at all. And this is the first time that you're listening. But I hope that's not the case. I hope that it's just at least mildly amusing to get you to work, you know, or to get you home from work or to go. If you're having like a one night stand, whoop, whoop, maybe you're going to go do that. I don't know. But Whatever it is you're doing, at least it's maybe just enough to get you over that hump through the day. Um, but thank you for whatever your reason is, whatever your reason is for listening. I appreciate it. I appreciate it very, very much. And I really genuinely wish everybody a wonderful day. Thank you for listening to the ramblings of an insomniac. I am Courtney Perry. Have a good night.